Hey, this is Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the I Have for Evolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? Hey, this is Coach Freddie. I'm speaking with Chad Wilson of Green Remedy. Martin Smith of United Global Co-Opportunity, and House Representative Dan Johnson in Kentucky. I would like to start off with Chad, a little bit about Green Remedy. Sure. Coach, as always, it's a pleasure to be on the line with you and chatting and uh, trying to educate on uh, industrial hemp and moving this amazing industry forward. As you know, we're at Green Remedy. I'm also Sacred Seed Farms now in uh Green Remedy is a CO2 extraction company that proudly produces um, uh, extracts and compounds and CBD oils uh, for those in need, um, and uh, something that we're very proud to do and uh, pr- very proud to be raising this Kentucky Proud crop and uh, returning to our heritage here at home. Okay, great. So, Martin, how about yourself? Sure. I'm Martin Smith, and uh, as far as uh, United Global, what we do, United Global Opportunities. We are a company that works to integrate and to set up um, new production cultivars in Kentucky as well as other aspects. We've brought other plants besides the uh, hemp plant uh, here to Kentucky. We've brought plants out of Africa and other places to replace tobacco. So the main objective of United Global as it pertains to Kentucky is to uh, start it off to just replace tobacco, and then when hemp became a relevant topic, it was uh, to work on helping the transition of tobacco into this industry, which um, we believe is very profitable given the opportunity to remove some of the confusion of current, you know, operations uh, under the 2014 Farm Bill and as well as under SB 50 here in Kentucky. Uh, Recently, we've been... Uh, working on lobbying, if we can, uh, this bill, HB uh, 448, 448, and uh, also resolution, House resolution here in Kentucky, uh, 63. Um, these, uh, these bills and resolutions are the solutions from farmers and industries. There's, these are non-political oriented uh, bills and resolutions other than to address some of the things that Chad and our farmers here in Kentucky and processors are dealing with as limits. And in doing so, we had to, um, you know, champion the ideas to our uh, leaders here in the state. And I'm excited to have Representative Dan Johnson here um, uh, representing this bill and this language for us farmers and uh, processors. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. I understand you originated from the great state of Louisiana up into Kentucky. And tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're representing the hemp industry and the bill that you want to introduce. Hey, first of all, Coach Freddie, great to be with you, man. I tell you, I'm uh, excited. Just a little, uh, a few things. First off, uh, the excitement to be on your program, knowing a little bit about what you do, 
uh, as a coach for uh, helping people and and uh, getting them into that position of, of being able to live life and to uh, to prosper, to really really get out there and. Uh, uh, I think you used the, the, the three P's or four P's there to, to, to speak out on uh, what you do helping people. And all of it centered around uh, to see people really get into the right place to prosper and to and not in every area of life. I think that's phenomenal. So um, kudos to you, first off. I really appreciate that. And uh, for all of those that are listening, the listening audience, I'm, I'm honored to be with you. Uh, I am a state representative for Kentucky. Uh, I was born as the, co- as you said, coach down in Louisiana. I literally grew up, uh, in the swamps of Louisiana and, uh, by you out in my backyard and, uh, grew up around all those things that they make all these, uh, TV shows for. God, I should have done that. I'd have been rich, rich, rich. I mean, my God, I, I, I man, I used to run around in a skiff as a kid, you know, and we, I'd use, uh, uh, fly baits and baits, you know, sometimes homemade baits and stuff on a, fishing pole or a fly rod or whatever and uh, get those gators to hook up on there and just pull me around the bayou. I swam with them. I mean, I, I grew up in the Adams Pets. I even brought one to Kentucky. That didn't work out too well. Uh, but anyhow, we don't got, I probably shouldn't have said that. I mean, I got a lot of, almost got in trouble over that alleged alligator. But anyway, uh, Jesus. I rode around with him on my Harley, man. I had a big old road king and I taped his mouth up and died into my sissy boy. I, far, I thought it was the coolest dadgum thing in the world, but Obviously, some folks didn't didn't take the joke. But um, anyhow, we aren't talking about alligators today. I'm talking about what's going on with this bill. Uh, we got a bill that's a uh, House Bill 235, and uh, what I'm trying to do is is really bring back the legality of what should have always been legal. This should have never been an illegal crop. Uh, should have never been an illegal plant. Uh, you know, uh, the whole thing with this House bill, House Bill 448 that we introduced yesterday. So y'all want to write that down and keep a, keep a real big look on that. It's House Bill 448. And, and what is that doing? It's, uh, it's something that it is, uh, bringing us to a position and a place of kind of being able to, uh, reevaluate the definition of, of, of how it relates to hemp. You know, it's a, it's a native crop of Kentucky. And, uh, you know, it's got a lot of usage. I'm a, I was also a first responder uh, to 9-11 Ground Zero. I watched as the planes hit the tower. The second plane uh, watched as it hit Tower 1, and I rushed straight in. Uh, we watched as uh, over right at 3,000 of our first responders and citizens died. And um, those that have been left, we, we lose over 100 of our first responders that were there from, you know, in the immediate uh, forefront of that. We lose 100 of those first responders every year. Uh, I was there when it happened, stayed through. There's three different time settings uh, that they use for, they call them death times, and, and the first uh, the first 24 hours, the first, the first seven days, and then the first month. And, of course, I was there through the whole thing and through that year. So I've lost a lot of, uh, of a great, uh, a lot of great people, firemen and police and first responders and those that work in the uh, Construction and heavy equipment, and and uh, you know all your iron workers and and uh, those that were there to, to rescue and recovery. I opened the morgue and uh, did last rites and blessings for everyone out of the towers. So I relive that every day, and and I, I have uh, watched as post traumatic stress has has uh, has taken its toll on a lot of folks, a lot of injuries, uh, and, and just being the guy that I am, I'm, I've been involved in a lot of different things. I have a son that had a bad bike wreck. Uh, uh, seven years ago, he was pronounced dead at the scene and revived. 
pronounced dead again in the ambulance, uh, uh, made it to the hospital dead on arrival. Uh, he's since came through it, 48 major surgeries since, all kind of issues that are involved. Um, you know, so I, I've watched a lot of trauma and a lot of pain and all the pains that go uh, from a very, very close position of a, of a loved one uh, and, and literally have had to be his caretaker. Uh, he was in a coma for two years and uh, his caretaker uh, for quite a while. He's since come back. He's, he's doing great. He actually was at the Capitol with me yesterday. He has some brain injuries, but he inherited those from me, uh, <laughs> just being my son. But, um, you know, he's, he's a great guy, a great kid. He's 27 years old, but he's had uh, about seven years cut out of his life. Uh, this whole thing around um, him and uh, the whole thing to do with the, the oils, the extracts, all the things that can come from this product, it is amazing. And uh, I've, I've seen firsthand some of the, the things that's happened there. Now, while everybody's thinking, maybe there's some people are anyway, thinking I'm a cool guy, a really cool guy, and I am. I'm better than that. But if you're not created a word for that yet. But, um, uh, it, it, you know, I haven't ever smoked a joint yet. So, I mean, yeah, I said yet. I've never smoked, you know, any marijuana. So I'm not in this thing for those reasons. For those of you out there that are, I have a church. It's Heart of Fire Church in, in, uh, there in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, we are known for a lot of things. One is we created 2.6 million bikers out of our church that showed up in uh uh, in Washington, D.C. on 9-11, uh, the 10th anniversary, and that was a bike ride that I had started, and, and uh, it turned into an incredible, incredible platform for them to speak on freedoms of our country and what's right. And we have a lot of bikers. we got a lot of rock and roll there. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal thing, and it is a real church. Love God, love Jesus, love people. But we reach out to an incredible group of folks, and a lot of those folks are, are veterans, and a lot of those veterans have issues, and a lot of those veterans have have used uh, hemp oil. They've used uh, uh, this product, and, and I know some people are opposed to it. Uh, I'm being very straightforward. I'm out in front with this thing trying to, to see something that should have never been illegal become legal again and try to take the restraints off of it that are unnecessary. Um, but kind of joking around, I always tell people, well, you know, I've never even smoked. But that didn't stop and deter a lot of those folks that come to our church. I, I told some people one time we didn't make some changes around there. We got to name, rename our church to uh, St. Bernafew, I think, or, or, or maybe start service at 420. I don't know. But uh, it's funny it is funny to see, uh, you know, how some people respond to things when they feel in their heart it's wrong. Now, there's a lot of reasons people feel that marijuana is wrong, that growing hemp is wrong. I'm going to tell you first off, it's a great industry. If there was never any effect that that, that hemp oil or, or, or some of the uh, extracts could do medically, this is a product that needs to be freed up totally on the premises of what it can do in our industries and how it can it can help in our textiles. So take away all the other effects it can do. It should have never been outlawed for what it can do in our textile industry. But when you add what it can do in the medical industry, it's insanity when we have issues right now like heroin and opium overdoses on a random pace that's killing thousands and thousands of our, our uh, young people and people every single day, every day. We lose... Thousands of people, thousands, listen to that word, thousands of people each and every month in our country off of uh, overdoses in, in opium and heroin. This is something that can stop that. 
Uh, I, you know, sometimes, I, I, you know, you just want to look at some people and say, wake up, you stupid idiot. You know, what is wrong with you? We have got to get back to the thing of if it's good and if it's right, if it's righteous and it's a good thing, let's do it. If it's not, then, hey, let's go do it. But there's nothing about this that's not good for humanity when it comes to the medical side of things. So we already know that industrial, the industrial process of the hemp side of this thing and what it can do in the textile industry could bring millions and millions of dollars uh, to our state, Kentucky, and to, uh, and to our United States. We should be out front on this issue. So as you can tell, I'm very, very fired up. So that's what's going on with this Bill 448 is I'm pushing this thing out there. I'm, I'm causing people right now to realize it's time to wake up. Uh, and there's a there actually is a website that uh, uh, that you can go to on this, and it's www.kentucky-hemp.com. Uh, and and I'm seeing a lot of good things. And also, you can get a hold of me uh, right here at the state capitol. Uh, Dan Johnson, I'm easy to find. I think everybody knows I'm here. Uh, but uh, if you just put a call into the state capitol or to the uh, uh, you know the House of Representatives here in, in Kentucky, you can find me. Uh, I'm involved in a lot of things. There's a there's a news article that is being written right now that will be in every major newspaper in the United States this week with this House Bill 448. Uh, you'll see it, and uh, I did not know uh, that I was getting in the middle of something where I was going to be the, the, if you will, the battery ram for, for pushing this thing through, and I believe on a national level. Uh, I'm involved in several other major issues in our country right now and, and pushing for a lot of different good causes, so I had no idea that I was going to be the, the poster child on this one, but uh, I, I'm all about it. I have no problem with that. Uh, there's a lot of folks that are, uh, you know, they, they act as though they're holier than thou uh, in legislation, legislators, and people in, in uh, federal law that this that, they're, that this is a horrible thing and they're, they're too good to put their name on it. Let me tell you something. Most of the people that oppose this law, it's nothing about a godly righteous thing that they're believing in. I'm saying that as a pastor of a church, as someone who's worked as a chaplain to our capital at, with three of our presidents, by the way, I think all those people smoke too. But anyway, uh, I am a godly man. I love God. I love people. But but here's what I'm going to say. Most of the people that have opposed and are opposing this and the regulations of this uh, and all the things that have happened in the prohibition of this whole crop, it's not a righteous thing. Whether or not they realize it or not, they have been swayed and persuaded by a bunch of people that have got their money in the pot and, and uh, it makes them money to be against marijuana. It makes big money. It pays for a lot of our law enforcement. It pays for a lot of things. I know I'm making some enemies when I'm saying this, but, you know, you need to get over it. This thing is going to be legal. It's going to come through, and I love our law enforcement. I'm not against them. I'm for them. But I'm going to tell you what. Make your money somewhere else. Buy your planes. Buy your helicopters. Buy whatever you need to buy uh, off of something else. Let the people that have brain damage, the people that have... Uh, uh, post-traumatic stress, even in your own enforcement offices, people that are military, who I'm 100% for, uh, 100% every time the bills, the votes, the issues come up, there's no one a bigger pro-veteran guy than me. That's who I am. So guess what? Those people don't need to lack because of, of, of your greed 
uh, and because of your your laws that you have made that are totally unfounded by what is right, what is righteous, and what needs to happen. I'm looking to see opioid be a thing of the past. I'm looking to see heroin be out of our, our country. I'm ready to see uh, the, the, the necessary things that can happen to, to, to help people live a normal or as normal as they can live life that are suffering from all sorts of pains and afflictions. And, uh, my God, when you see some of these uh, young people uh, that are born with brain injuries and brain-damaged uh, uh, young people and kids, that their lives can be settled down. When you see the older people uh, that are suffering, and I mean suffering in a horrible way, my mother is one of them uh, that deals with Alzheimer's. You know, when you see the results of what some of these extractions do uh, from impulse, and you're wanting to hold that back, from our citizens and the needs of our country, I think you are the criminal. And and I don't mind telling you that. So we need to make some changes. Help me do this. And by the way, uh, Coach, I, I might need to say this. Bullitt County, Kentucky, is where I, I kind of reign from. I'm a, a Cajun-born uh, Kentucky boy now, uh, 30, 34 years. Uh, I guess I'm a Cajun Billy. Uh, but you need to help this Cajun Billy come election time. Because uh, I need I need Bullock County to load up with a ton. I mean, people from all over the the United States to show up and say that I'm not I'm not committing political suicide by being a part of this. You need to support me. I will push this thing through all the way to the White House, whatever it takes. But you need to get behind me to do it. So uh, uh, do that if you can. I'm I'm here to uh, Dan Johnson Dan dot and that's capital D Dan. Dot capital J Johnson at uh, at the IRC dot Kentucky dot gov and uh, LRC. I'm sorry, I meant to say. Uh, so do that. Get involved, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to to make this thing happen. Uh, and I just had Martin tell me to say it again. So it's Dan dot Johnson at LRC dot Kentucky dot gov. And uh, get a hold of me if you're uh, believing what I'm doing. I know I'm making a lot of uh, news. I'm I'm somewhat uh, a novice uh, at this. I'm a newcomer in this whole thing. I haven't been uh, the guy leading the march or leading the parade. I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm the young guy or the rookie on this one. Uh, But I've seen the good it does. I'm sold, I'm convinced on what it does and what it can do, and I'm mad in hell at the fact that this thing has been held up. So I'm doing all I can. Coach, help me out. Well, I'm 100% on your side. I know exactly where you're going. I believe in what you believe. And I tell all my clients, my coach, people have to believe in what you believe, and then they'll follow. So we have a lot to do, and... I'll do my part here in spreading the word for you. And I think that uh, with your enthusiasm, uh, I can't see anybody with the amount of enthusiasm that you have, Dan, to run this. So I commend you for that, and I'm 100% behind you. So whatever I can do, you can reach out to me, and I'll work with you. Well, Coach Brady, you don't know how much that means to me. And, and uh, you know what, for the good causes, and there are a lot of good causes, uh, but for the good causes in America, you know what? There's a lot of good people. As a matter of fact, that number a lot. I know someone hears the word a lot. What does that mean? Well, let me just say it a different way. The people that are out for good, that are looking to help people, that truly have the love of humanity first in their mind and in their heart, 
are way, way larger group than those that don't. If we stand up for these kind of causes and stand together, we win. And we've got to do that, Coach. So, you know, I'm with you. I know uh, a lot of the things you stand for and what you're for, and uh, I'm thankful for just getting to know you. And uh, I'm sure we'll be working together on a lot of issues come to come. Definitely. Most definitely. And I'll be in Kentucky in the April. I'd like to meet up with you and, and have some other conversations. Hey, 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 Coach, you come see me. Hey, come here at Frankfurt, uh, see me here at the Capitol, or come to my church on a, a good Sunday morning. I promise you, you'll have some of the best toe-tapping music. We do everything. Hey, listen, we do Amazing Grace at ZZ Top. I mean, <laughs> I mean if you ever heard of the Grange, yeah. Yeah, we do. We do ZZ Tops, Lagrange. We do Amazing Grace to it. We we started doing that. It's kind of hit all around around the country, and uh, it just hit me one Sunday morning. I, we were, we have a, uh, some great musicians there that play clubs. They they all uh, show up for church after they get off at four in the morning from nightclubs. Uh, come to church, and and I mean they sacrifice, man, because they're you know you come after you hadn't slept all night and worked hard. Uh, and a lot of our, our folks that uh, that show up enjoy the good music and the preaching. Uh, it, it, I mean, I, it's Louisiana born and bred, I'll tell you. So it's uh, it's the real deal. It's not a thing. I never am. A, I'm not a judgmental guy, so I, I I don't do the hellfire and brimstone against people. But it's a very fiery delivery, and it's about good and loving loving God and loving people. So I think you'd feel right at home, Coach. Come see me when you can. And I'm going to bring my washboard with me. And, uh, Excellent. I, I want to. Well, hey, I, I, know. I, you will, I will have you. I will have you play. Prepare to film it. We'll broadcast it live. We'll do it. Outstanding. I'm looking forward to it. All right, coach. I'm looking forward to it. I am so excited to meet you and excited to uh, see some of this good that's going to come, even just out of this podcast today. I believe this thing will go global for us. And so I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, we're going to push this forward. Hey, Coach, Excellent. if I could just in, oh, I'm sorry, sir, just want to interject. One of the main things that I feel that's most important in this is, and what is so important that uh, that Representative Johnson is bringing forth is that this bill is going to basically help relieve some of the constrictions that companies such as Green Remedy and farmers are experiencing in this industry. Uh, so, you know, I want to make sure that, we, that the people recognize and take and read this bill and see what it does because it, it's, it's opening up a door of fair play uh, that Kentucky can can send our products and and uh, you know once we still got a lot of work to do but it's a it's a it's a fair play it's not it's not partisan it's a, for the good of the people for the good of the farmer for the good of the processor and for the good of the industry and as always I just want to let Mr. Johnson know that we're thankful and appreciative that as a freshman he has tucked this. And where others have not even listened to us, so we're very thankful for that because this is a, this is a bill that is bringing about fair play that can can strengthen the hemp industry in Kentucky, and, and we want to make sure that we drive that point home. Oh yeah! Wow, Chad, Chad I, if it's okay, Coach, can I interject? And Chad, I, I want to thank you, and, and also Martin Smith. Uh, you know, right now he, he is uh, he's an unsung hero. Uh, he is somebody that got in, and I, of course, we've taken over the Capitol and taken over uh, everything to do with uh, the House of Representatives here and the bill writers, and we've had a, some incredible help. Uh, one of our ladies that worked hard on this is uh, Kelly Ludwig, but Martin Smith uh, got with the, our bill writer and myself, 
and we have worked and wrote and rewrote and wrote and rewrote bills uh, the, the, to get this thing right. And uh, so I want to thank Martin for, for doing that. And I also want to want to just say this. Uh, if you want to look me up on Facebook, I welcome that. It's Dan Johnson. Uh, and in any way, and the reason I'm doing that, uh, Coach Freddie, is just a simple thing. I'm a real person, and I want to help people that need to be helped. And I, I, that's not even that's my my personal. I know it's slam packed, but as far as conversating, or if you want to get a hold of me again at Dan Johnson at uh, LRC Kentucky Gov, I promise you, I'm not looking. Uh, uh, you know, like like I have nothing to do, but I am so interested in hearing from people and trying to do all I can to help. We're pushing this thing. This thing is this week uh, is taking a whole new uh, life. Uh, I mean, it's incredible, Coach, what's going on with this because it's hitting national national news in a big way with this House Bill 448. Uh, I've got every uh, newspaper in the country doing the story this week. Um, it's it's hitting uh, national broadcast, all kind of things, and somewhere or another, it seems like I always land there. If you when you when you kind of do a little research, you'll see some of the things and why, I guess. But uh, I'm wanting to uh, to do my best, and, and coaches, people like you though, uh, that have pushed this thing out and, and made it something that uh, is is one of the life issues for you. And it's a life issue for all of us. So I appreciate you opening this door for us today and seeing this happen. Coach Freddie, can't thank you enough. I understand, and when I talk to Chad, that the bill stipulates that we'll be raising the THC level from 0.3 to 1%. Is that correct? Well, the, the bill doesn't address that. The bill, what the HB 448 um, addresses is that we'd be... Yeah, the resolution is, and there is a resolution that does that, but the bill, what it does is it allows us to have a in-state law an alignment and as well as a continuous alignment with the federal government um, as regarding making those changes. And in the resolution, that's resolution, yeah, it's House Resolution 63, the resolution is asking our congressional delegates to push that conversation uh, up as to redefine hemp from the 0.3 threshold to the 1% threshold. This will allow our farmers in Kentucky to have a, a three-fold increase in their yields per acre and hit the largest market sector, I believe, the largest market sector that exists right now as far as the established nutraceutical extraction market is the THC market be able to, in the future, lobby to be able to send these extracts to states with reciprocating law. That's what HB, that's what HB 448 is doing, and HR 63 is basically asking Congress to take on that conversation and be, uh, federally, and to be able to change, we're not changing law, we're not making new laws, we're not doing anything, we're changing definition. Yeah, and Coach, Coach Brady, uh, uh, one of the things in this, and this is why for the uh, House Bill 448 and the, the Resolution 63, is we have right now congressmen and senators, federal congressmen and senators on board with us. We're, we're just trying to get them in a position, and they're, they're all in, the ones we are talking to are in agreement, uh, to reevaluate this federal definition. And uh, that's what this bill that I'm pushing and this resolution I'm pushing is to use what we have, uh, laws that are in, in our state that allows us to do this that are compliant with federal laws. 
And there are some areas of our state laws that have not reached as far as they could have federally, and people don't realize that, and vice versa with the federal laws. So we, we're needing to, 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 to take this bill and go as far as we can, and this resolution will then push the federal law to change. It, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things that we have all worked and wanted to see this happen, but you can't get the cart ahead of the horse. You gotta get, everything's gotta go in the right, the, the right uh, order. And what we have done is, by, by redefining how we're approaching this, we're forcing the hand of the federal government then to redefine uh, the regulations or, or those definitions that have been considered regulations or not. It just needs to be redefined, and that's what we're doing. And one thing that does, Coach well, Coach Freddie, one thing that does in the language allows us to then as farmers and processors not have to go to the state house, work through all of that, and then push the federal delegation, congressional delegation, to take up the issues. This law and the way it's written allows us, farmers, processors, to go to the larger uh, congressional pool with the larger pool across the state, across the country, to be able to help to work and make sense of these things such that we can open these markets and companies like Green Remedy and the farmers who farm for them can have assurance, plus the investment dollars as well as there are technologies out there that are not being applied to these compounds that would come to our states, to, I believe, to establish the nutraceutical aspects of improving these compounds and, and you know, working towards helping the ill and those who are suffering. And, and as Dan has outlined here in his motivation with his own son, that he, um, he asked that. So uh, we're glad to be here, and uh, Dan is going to have to run on to a committee meeting, but I wanted to make sure that he had an opportunity to voice for himself. And, Coach, thank you for giving that opportunity today. And, and Chad, as always, it's always good to work with Green Remedy because Green Remedy works with the not only the industry but those who provide for that industry directly. And there's, um, that's something that is definitely needed in the structural aspects of building an industry. Thank you so much uh, for having us here today, and we look forward to, um, to coming you know, alongside of whatever efforts you bring to the opportunity. Thank you, Martin. And, uh, Chad, and it's a pleasure meeting with you, and I look forward to working with you in many numerous ways uh, that I can. Uh, this summer I'm going to be uh, in that area for uh, four months traveling around. So we'll get a chance. Bring that, bring that, bring that watch, bring that washboard, Coach Freddie. We're going to, we're going to jam. We're going to have some fun. I tell you what. And, uh, uh we're going to have a blast. I can tell already. And, uh, to all of your, uh, to all of, uh, of your folks that are listening, I just want to say thank you. And, uh, Coach Freddie, thank you. You're, you're an incredible host and an incredible gentleman. And uh, I can tell you what, uh, the hemp industry, no matter what anybody has thought, if you've been discouraged, get over it. Uh, the whole hemp industry has a very, very bright future ahead. It's going to happen. I, I love that. Get over it. Let's work <laughs> yeah. and go forward from here. You do it in Kentucky. That's yeah. what we say here. Well, one point of clarification, too, on that 1%, because I could hear you uh, asking a, a, a really good and direct question. The language in the bill allows us to 
address that uh, at whatever percentage that the industry and the need makes sense at and, and be able to lobby our own case as farmers processors straight to the federal delegation and um, hopefully put the the right information in the right hands to make the you know the right decisions on what that definition should should say it's really not creating new law in any way it's really just asking for an assessment of the definition to be um you know, relevant to the industry and the needs of the consumer and farm processors. Fantastic. So with that, Chad, thank you very much. Martin, thank you. And Dan, great getting to know you. We're going to be working together a lot more. Excellent. Thank you, guys. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and follow us on facebook.com forward slash iHempRevolution. Like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host. Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.